0: Good morning. You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR. Your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin. So, Welcome back, I'm Ben.
1: And I'm Carrie Nikolai,
0: And we are with Coldwell Banker Seawirt Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids.
1: That is correct.
0: In the heart of central Wisconsin. Yes. So let, let's take a minute and appreciate the people who have just purchased a new home, or an, a used home, rather.
1: Gently used.
0: Some more gently than others, and others certainly not gently at all. But they're in, into the house that they've just gotten the keys to, and they're going to start renovating. Whoa. I know, it's fan, it's fun. It's fantastic.
1: Now, I always tell new homeowners who... Do the, at the closing table, I wanted to repair, replace the following 19 items. My suggestion to them is to take it slow.
0: What? Take it, no, we got to take do it, it slow. all at once.
1: No, 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 no. Because the last thing you want to do is rip up all the carpeting, take all the doors off, and then kind of stand back and go... What can I rip up next? You know, you got that crowbar and the hammer in in each hand and you're like, okay, that was fun. Carpet came up super, super easy. The doors came off really well. And now your whole entire house has no doors except for the exterior doors.
0: And subfloor with staples that are poking up through it. Right. So this is kind of um, lessons from our experience because we have had multiple buyers not, not just like one here and there, but we've got a lot of buyers who are this energetic about being in a new space. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, that's me. I remember when I did that. You're not alone.
1: You are not alone. I, we did it with our house when we bought our house here and in Grand Rapids.
0: We, we did it a little bit.
1: Well, we painted first. Right. And then we removed the carpeting because that way we could protect the hardwood floors. Because mm-hmm. there was a plan,
0: and there was a
1: well laid out plan.
0: Well, and we knew that there were hardwood floors underneath the carpeting, mm-hmm. and we didn't need a plan to put new flooring down over that. That's true. So there's there's the other aspect of it is how bad is the flooring that you're moving into, mm-hmm. and is it easier just to do in this instance, the flooring project, before you start moving your furniture in. And yes, it usually is.
1: Yep. And we've we've had that conversation with a lot of people. As long as they had a place to live, you know, definitely go ahead and make those home renovation projects happen before moving in. So that way you're not trying to play the Jenga situation with furniture mm-hmm. as you're trying to rip a carpeting or trying to paint when... You have furniture all over the place, or you got the kids' toys. Last right. thing you want to do is step on Lego bricks; they hurt.
0: <laughs> yes, they do. Um, it, part of my background is installing like radios and equipment into vehicles, mm-hmm. and everyone was always amazed that we went as far as tearing out all the seats and the plastic trim and all that just to lay in a couple of cables or whatnot, and ended up explaining. To these people that it's faster to just remove everything and then do the job and then replace everything instead of having to work around the stuff, potentially breaking those things as well.
1: Right. It was always interesting going to the shop and seeing a brand new Tahoe with all of its seats taken out, all the carpeting ripped out, the ceiling stuff taken out, and it's just very neatly stacked in a corner.
0: Right. And it was labeled
1: to what vehicle went to or what parts went to what vehicle. But it was always really interesting just to see how that went because it was like, wait a minute, this is a brand new car. And you just ripped everything out.
0: So now the same can be said for home renovations, um, especially if you're doing one room at a time type of deal. Mm -hmm. So take the living room, for example. If your plan is that you're going to clean all of the trim... Potentially paint all the trim, depending. You're going to paint the walls, perhaps the ceiling, change out all the outlets because, you know, outlets get old. Maybe they're loose, whatever. And then also take up the carpeting, replace it with some sort of flooring after that. Mm-hmm. It's faster if you're going to just do all that to just tear, take out everything. So take out all the trim, take out all the carpeting because when you're painting then you don't have to be as careful and it goes faster. Right. And then when you're laying in the new flooring, you can just go, go faster. To town. Right. And you don't have to worry about scuffing trim and you know you can keep away from the newly painted walls if that was the thing to do. And then replacing the trim, you can use that to hide some of the speed mistakes. When you were laying the flooring, especially if it's your first time,
1: right. So, and the other thing too is, um, one of our newer buyers, they ripped up the carpeting, and we noticed that when they were looking at the home, that the house had a particular odor to it, mm-hmm. and we weren't sure what the cause of that odor was. But then we discovered that once the carpeting came out, that they had a dog,
0: and somewhere along the line, there's there was a dog, some pets in the house,
1: right. And the nice thing is they managed to have their, their accidents in the same location. Or we're not sure if they were accidents or what the deal was, but we had some steam on the subfloor.
0: You know, and, and it was a carpeted over plywood subfloor mm-hmm. and the plywood was laid over horizontal boards. The house was built in the 60s. So they still had the, um, as far as the subfloor original from the house was the one by boards that are going horizontally um, across the floor joist. Okay. So, you know, it, the house is 60 years old, and there's a whole lot of stains that could have happened from anything in that living room. Right. Could have been the Christmas tree water. hmm You know, could have been dumping food because you're eating, you're having a Super Bowl party. Who knows? You know, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. But we've, we've seen pictures of it. We were in the house through it as, you know, they were ripping up stuff and wanted us to, you know, show it off. Right. And it's amazing what you find underneath carpet.
1: It is. And it's amazing how I, I personally am not a carpet fan. I like my hardwoods. Mm-hmm. But it was just amazing how much dirt was left in the carpet. And just as they were ripping, because they had us over while they're ripping it up and they had some questions of, you know, what do we put in here? You know, give us your we were looking at resale value. What do we do? So we went over and, you know, as they are ripping it up and the carpet's getting flopped over, you could just see the dust kind of kick back up. And it was just like, Okay, this is this is a good thing that you're ripping out the carpeting.
0: And it's it's no matter how much you clean, Mm -hmm. it just it is what it is. It gets through the carpet and it lingers. Between the carpet and the pad or the pad and the subfloor and it, you, you just can't pull it up. Right. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Um, went with a, a Pergo sort of engineered product. Not, not a full vinyl, but kind of a mid-grade.
1: Into to address stains on the subfloor, the homeowner decided to put a layer of kills mm-hmm. over the top of it just so that way it doesn't grow.
0: Yeah, it was kind of, you know, a stain blocker sort of deal. Yeah, so seal it in, keep whatever's there there.
1: Mhm. Yeah, the flooring looks really great in this house. I think it made the room look bigger.
0: It smells better, too. Mhm. And and we find that a lot. Um the biggest thing that you see in the room are the walls and the floors and then it's the furniture. Right. So if you want to update a house quickly, paint, flooring and light fixtures are usually the fastest thing that will increase the value of the property. So, and yeah, it's, the house needs a facelift. So I think bathrooms are next and then eventually on to the kitchen. If that kitchen wasn't terrible. Just a deep clean and uh, perhaps paint the cabinets for a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so then I was investigating, you know, renovating a kitchen. And just okay. what would that take? So if the kitchen's maybe about 13 feet square, roughly. Okay. Um, and looking at the amount of cabinets, it depends what quality of cabinets you want and who you're going to get them from. Yes. So recabineting kitchen doesn't have to be $20,000. No. But it could. Yes. I think it comes down to how much work you as the, uh, the home, homeowner homeowner are willing to put into it, but if you're having a professional cabinet company and I'm looking forward to having a local cabinet company on the show here Excellent. Uh, hopefully in the next month or so okay but the problem with with a lot of the vendors that we want to have on the show is they're extraordinarily busy
1: I think the during the winter time we're going to be doing a lot of podcasting and just storage just do the have like five people come on and just kind of hold on to their, their information and do like a slow release.
0: Sure. That's exactly what we do with podcasting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, the kitchen aspect of it, you know, everyone's looking at supply shortages as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So getting the amount of iwood and hardwood and drawer slides, drawer slides are a big one that the hardware that okay. goes with the cabinet, you know and that creates a different price point altogether as well, so if you get just the um the what's called builder grade from the home depot or or whatever home center um, you might only spend two hundred and fifty dollars on a cabinet. It might be painted it might not be. you might have to finish it yourself
1: well, that could be fun
0: it could be because then it can go really really custom,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: and a a decent oak faced cabinet being three hundred dollars unfinished then you can choose your stain and you know if again it depends on what level you want to be at at, 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 you know incorporated with doing your own project
1: yeah right and I know that at at our house we're looking at you know we like the base cabinets the base cabinets are good
0: they're just in the wrong spot yes they are (laughs) but that's because you want a bigger stove
1: right but I like the base cabinets. But to be able to upgrade that countertop just to add that little bit extra pizzazz to the house, just to kind of make it a little bit more refreshed and give it like that facelift, you know, trying to find, you know, do you do the quartz or do you do the granite? You know, the pros and cons of all that come into play.
0: So if you do a lot of baking, which would you rather have?
1: Well, the way that our kitchen is laid out. Um it's probably going to be quartz but it's not going to be quartz throughout. There'll be one section that will have the marble. Okay. So just doing like a smaller two base cabinet spot of marble that way you can still do all your sugar work, you can still do all the fun stuff on the marble, but the rest you don't have to spend marble throughout the kitchen, but finding a nice quartz that's going to kind of complement that marble would be Would be really good. So it's going to be a blend.
0: See, and then you get into the renovation can of worms. So since everything is, is a holistic system, when you start changing out some things, you kind of have an opportunity to change out other things, which leads into other things.
1: Right. So when you're trying to move a cabinet over two inches.
0: But the floor is in the way.
1: And the hood vent now is not going to be centered. Right. So there's the whole interval. Well, what do you do in the meantime?
0: So do you wait until you redo the entire floor and then change out the cabinets? But if you're going to just move the cabinet and you're going to replace the upper cabinets because you have to adjust for the hood vent.
1: Right. Then- and the upper cabinets in, in this house are not, they're not, I don't, they're not, they're ready to be changed.
0: Yes. Um, they're original cabinets that have been refaced in the early 90s. Yeah. So it was a good quality reface. They um, went with a oak veneer and they redid the doors and the drawer fronts all together. Right. So it, it was it's good um, for, what, for what it is. But if we're going to be doing some adjustment like that or doing a couple of new cabinets, then you might as well just do all the cabinets. Or at least all the cabinets on one half. Understand that you're going to do all the other cabinets on the other half. But if you're keeping the same layout, that's good. But if you're not, then you're doing flooring. Oh, my goodness.
1: Right. It's it's the big (laughs) dilemma in in our house right now of what to do with the kitchen. Because we're trying to move a cabinet over two inches.
0: To accommodate for a new stove.
1: Right. To accommodate for a new stove. The rest of the kitchen layout is fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the kitchen's laid out. But But I just want a bigger stove. So how do you put in the big stove to make sure that it doesn't look too wonky when nothing's going to be centered?
0: Unless you kind of rearrange or downsize the cabinet between the stove and the refrigerator, because then you have an option of getting a bigger refrigerator. Mm -hmm. Because right now we have a medium-sized refrigerator.
1: Right. So there's just too many variables to play in this whole entire scenario Mm -hmm. where this is what kind of keeps me up. At night of, what do I do first? Do I do the flooring? Do I move the cabinets? Then do the flooring in the hopes of the new stove and just kind of wait for the sledgehammer to take out the soffit and fascia or the soffit in the kitchen.
0: Right. Because then there is the soffit above the upper cabinet. Mm -hmm. Um, So that'll have to come down in order to move everything as much as it would need to. And... Then redo the hood exhaust system as well on top of that right and make everything
1: centered uh-huh and looking pretty
0: and so we've got the faux beams on the ceiling so if you take out the soffit, we got to take out the beams because then it doesn't look right it doesn't look right so then we're retexturing the entire ceiling there's drywall work to be done
1: and there's our can you see how hard this is of redoing a kitchen
0: so if we just You know, like I led with at the beginning of the conversation, you just... went
1: and be okay with it for a little while? Well, yes.
0: Because it's still functional. It really is. It is. is? You know, long-term plan, but it goes faster if you just rip everything out to a blank slate and then build up from that. Mm -hmm. That is one of the actual benefits of this type of construction of, of a house. It's called balloon construction. Um. You wouldn't be able to do this as easily if it was a 1900s farmhouse. Correct. The lath and plaster is a whole nother ball of wax. Yeah. You know, from about the early 60s all through current, you know, the house construction has been about the same, just different techniques, tactics, and items being used. Right. You know, it's pretty pretty easy to do a renovation. Right. And uh,
1: new homeowners are looking at doing bathrooms next. So they accomplished their task in the living room quite quickly. I think it only what took a day and a half.
0: Took a weekend. Yeah, yeah. They closed on Friday, and the living room was ready to go by Sunday evening. That was pretty cool. Yes. Uh, m- maybe missing a little bit of trim, but you know, trim always goes last.
1: Trim. You don't need a trim on a house.
0: The only time you actually finish the trim work in a house. Is when you go to sell it. Is when you go to sell it. (laughs) It's a running joke.
1: It is. So so kind of the backstory, because I'm sure some of the listeners are going, huh? Um, Our last house that we sold, so our 11th Street house, we lived in for 10 years. I did a flooring renovation project, Mm -hmm. and I took out all the quarter round and most of the trim in some of the rooms, and we lived with it. For a good seven years without trim.
0: Well, that house also had carpet over the hardwoods.
1: Yes. So didn't really worry too much about trim and just kind of did a, do we need trim? Didn't affect my daily living.
0: Right. And then, you know, um, we took a little bit harder look at the doors in Mm -hmm. the house um, and decided that we're going to replace the 1960s or 70s doors with something modern that actually has deadbolts. Right. And, you know, maybe the inside trim didn't get put on until
1: the week before we sold it or, or listed, it. listed
0: it for sale. Yeah. You know, had to be good for the pictures.
1: Well, you know, sometimes a, that honey to do list that you've been wanting to do for the last five years comes due the week before you list a home. And so you do five years worth of renovation projects within a week. So that way the house can be ready for for pictures. And that's perfectly OK.
0: The downside of that is then you realize it really didn't take that long. much time or much effort.
1: I think the hardest part was doing the bathroom, the, doing the bathroom remodel.
0: Because that was the only bathroom that we had right. to, to shower in.
1: And we did flooring the shower and a new vanity all within a weekend.
0: Pretty much. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a long weekend, probably about four days, five days maybe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we worked into it though. Right. You know, the, the vanity... Stuck around, or the, the vanity was probably the last thing to go in. I think because you know we could use the the kitchen sink, right, to brush our teeth or whatever. So, yeah, but yeah. Next and, up
1: is going to be showers.
0: Showers, yes. And the debate whether you get a tub, shower surround, or do you keep the tub, or do you do a custom made, or do you do tile and do it all custom to. What you want to do? Do you do glass doors? Do you sliding, swinging? Do you do curtains? So many options. So
1: many options. I so many questions.
0: That was the other downside is there's so many bathroom options to choose from. Mm-hmm. I, I found it um, easier to go to the home center and just understand what's in stock. That kind of narrows it down by at least half. Right. You know, like you look at the the flooring, you know, like, wow, there's so many options. But then you realize 90% of that is custom ordered stuff. So you have to wait a week. Right. But I want to do this project this weekend. So, you know, kind of helps with your decision making. It does. I know when we were redoing our bathroom here, um, the, the toilet was the first to go. Mm hmm. Um. And there's a whole wall full of stools, you know. And you walk in, and you're like, "Well, what's going to be good for us?" And there's so many different styles and whatnot. Um, I, I will, uh, again, my personal opinion: getting a toilet with the elongated bowl and the chair height seat. I think it's um sixteen inches or so. Okay. It it's more of what the standard is now seat heights is way more comfortable than the lower seat with the round bowl so that's my pro tip make sure it's tall make sure it's elongated
1: and also if you're a short person sometimes doing the tall one is a little bit harder Mm -hmm. but you know again ages and stages so if you've got little kids you know maybe going with that the shorter stool would be you know best especially if you have two bathrooms that way, you can kind of have a short one and a tall one at, at home, so that way every age group has their favorite toilet to use.
0: And I also noticed that a lot of these items aren't as expensive, perhaps, as we think they are or that we create in our head. Like, oh my gosh, a toilet's going to be eight or nine hundred dollars because you know it's like an appliance or something. Well, it's it's not. You can spend two hundred and fifty dollars and get a really really decent unit that's probably made in Wisconsin for all you know. Right. You know, we got Kohler down there in the southeastern corner. Yes, we do. Make a lot of fine fixtures. So yeah, a lot of options, but that's the problem. There are too many options sometimes.
1: Sometimes you just need to pick one and just go, there we go.
0: hmm So how are the renovations coming in our house? Anything new or interesting?
1: Well, we have taken a little bit of a break from doing a little bit of renovations. So in our kitchen, we still have got the avocado green along with the new um, ice sculpture color.
0: It's, it's a gray. It's Easy a gray, but it looks blue.
1: <laughs> so, but it's called ice sculpture. Um, but we've kind of taken a little bit of a break because it is the holiday season. And so this coming up weekend is when I do all my baking for all of our past buyers and sellers. So I'll be doing our 56 dozen cookies.
0: Right. As we're staring at a wall that's cut in, but hasn't got paint in the field of it. So it's... Just it's, don't... just bordered. It. To, yeah. Well, I can't because it's bright in the kitchen now because we put in new light fixtures. That is true.
1: So again, mm-hmm. you know, kind of stages, you know, we hurry up and we do like five projects at once and then we take a break for a couple months. But I know that we started to look at the bathroom shower. So we've got to figure out how we're going to be taking that tile off of the bathroom wall. Because pretty soon it's going to be winter, because winter is coming. Mm -hmm. So I think our January, February project is going to be taking those tiles off to get everything ready for the spring. So that way we can put in that low step-in shower insert.
0: Right. Um, And I don't think we're going to be doing a single-piece insert. I think we're going to do a a multi, uh, like a four-piece with a pan, the back, and two sides.
1: Right. we got to make sure that it fits in the home, so that way Mm -hmm. we can have a new shower.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and there's a consideration of the current bathroom might have a tub, tub only, or a tub with a shower, and then you want to convert it into a shower, whether it be a, a stall or a full 60-inch width. So maybe you do a smaller full glass front corner
2: mm-hmm. shower,
0: and then you've got more space. You know, you can do more decorating, and it feels bigger, right? but still functions as well.
1: Right, so there's you know lots of lots of opportunities coming up this winter to do some bathrooms. I think we're gonna get some bathrooms prepped and ready to go. That's exciting. So that way we can tear apart another bathroom. We got to do one bathroom at a time. So that way you can shower and use use the bathroom.
0: We have to have one active shower, right, in the house. So and and we looked at that when we did the purchasing of the house as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it it already has a functional shower, but it has the second bathroom as well.
1: Right. And that one, the second bathroom was just a tub only. Right. So we haven't used that tub for a year. Well, I shouldn't say that. We use it to empty out the mop bucket.
0: And to clean the cat.
1: We have yet to clean the cat here at this house.
0: Oh, well, we should do that before the the tub goes out. (laughs) Because the cat loves to be bathed. Yeah, she does. Talk about animals in the house. Oh, my goodness. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so we're we're looking forward to that. And then, you know, that'll culminate in getting new laundry devices.
1: That will be the next winter.
0: Right, the winter after. Right,
1: Mm -hmm. the winter after. So we're two years away from that.
0: Got to save up for those. Uh, Washers and dryers are... Eight hundred bucks a piece.
1: I need a break from remodeling projects. No, you don't. My goodness, it's true. Give me a sawzall, and I'll be happy all day.
0: The demolition part's the best. It really is. So that that also kind of leads into, you know, how fast is your renovation project going to go? Is how fast you can clear away those demolition debris.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Of course, as as we're talking about this, we definitely want to put out there too that regardless if we're doing a demolition project or redoing a project, we are still here for your real estate needs. We do like to take breaks. And so showing a home would be a perfect opportunity for that little bit of break and maybe some snacks. So definitely don't feel like you can't call us because we're tearing apart bathrooms or living rooms. You know, we're still here for you.
0: We do need breaks. Well, and a lot of the, the renovation projects have to be done in phases even Mm -hmm. you know a couple hours in between say you're painting a room and you need a primer and two coats of top coat right you have to wait for it to dry yep so if you're just doing a painting project
1: not so bad no it's not all right so we got our stage style and blog
0: styled staged and soul blog brought to us by the national association of realtors all right what do we got today is an interesting one perfect for the holidays it's by staff editor melissa ditman tracy all decked out tasteful holiday decor ideas perfect for the holidays you know thanksgiving getting done looking forward to the christmas and new year's area. all that sparkle sparkle is definitely part of it so let's see here and and we always talk about if you're selling the house, how much holiday decorating do you do? Right. You know, so a little bit's good. You know, keep it tasteful because not everybody going through the house is going to celebrate the same way that you do. Right. You can use um, in sort of a open style, maybe with a, a loft next to the great room. Maybe you've got open wooden beams.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So go ahead and use those beams as an architectural decor item So here in the article they suggest, you know, draping uh, large decorative ornaments from it You could also use it as a place to wrap garland Mm -hmm. Of course be careful if you have lamps or or lights, you know, track lighting around it Um, You can also do maybe the twinkle lights wrapped around the beams Um, How about this next one? It's a coffered ceiling, but they don't really do much decorating in the ceiling. A lot of times coffered ceilings will be with a 10 or 12 foot ceiling height.
1: Right. That gives you room to do those very tall trees.
0: Right. Um, Tall and slender. So you can have a couple trees and make like a little miniature forest.
1: Oh, there's always a chance for that Christmas tree forest.
0: This particular image in the article is a very large farmhouse table you see probably 10 comfortably. Mm-hmm. You know, use your table as a decorating surface. Um, it's time to swap out the placemats and table runners as well. Mm-hmm. Let's see as we scroll down. <clears throat> mantle places are always a traditionally great decorating location. Yes. So Carrie, if you had a mantle, what would be your favorite way to decorate? Would you put Garland on
1: it? No, it would be the Christmas stockings. You got to hang the the stockings by the chimney with care.
0: In hopes that St. Nicholas might soon be there. Exactly. Uh, Let's see. The next portion of the article says outdoor greenery accents. Ooh. So we see planter boxes, you know, uh, windowsill planter boxes. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, those are good for your annual, you know, flowers and whatnot. Right. Of course, they're not going to survive the chilly winter here in Wisconsin. So,
1: unless they're plastic flowers,
0: plastic flowers are the best, but then you still have to clean them. Very true. So, instead, you can use those planter boxes and throw in some, you know, evergreen boughs and bows and bells and sparkle and sparkle and balls. Uh, if you've got lampposts, you know, think of more vertical decorating ideas outside. Um, I know it's a uh, fall sort of decor item to use corn stalks.
1: Right. We totally forgot to put our, out our corn stalks this year, mm-hmm. but that's okay.
0: There's, there's always next year. That's right. And then we can, you know, burn them in the outside fireplace in between.
1: Yeah, that's definitely. But yeah, even with our uh, little lantern we have in our front yard, maybe this is going to be the year that we find the some nice decorations and decorate the, uh, I always call it the Narnia lantern.
0: For the lamppost. It's not that fancy, but it is a lamppost.
1: It is a lamppost. Mm-hmm. We're big fans of Narnia, so. Um, but yeah, it'd be kind of nice to decorate it and do something kind of cool with it. Maybe we'll do like a coal Banker Blue theme.
0: There you go. We're going to mm-hmm. have the lights left over from the, uh, the parades. Yes. You can use those.
1: But we have like 200 <laughs> or 400 because there are 200 strings.
0: So that goes into having... Too many lights for one project. Mm-hmm. Okay. The the next thing that they show here in the article is really using your outdoor bushes as decor items. Okay. You know, so we we remember the net lights that you just kind of throw over the bush. That's cool as a start. Right. But then also do um, more of the the garland, you know, so you have the barland garland with the small uh holiday balls ornaments on it you know and really weave that in and around maybe your arborvitae bushes mm-hmm. or, or or cedar bushes that are a little bit more low-lying so that it's an option it is we've got a lot of outdoor stuff uh definitely be careful if you're doing your twinkle lights up on your roof you know the the eaves or the gutters remember we kind of suggested you start doing that back in October Yep. So now is the appropriate time when everyone thinks to do it because it's actually cold and it's almost Christmas. (laughs) So be careful when you're outside putting up those holiday lights. Uh, Let's see. The next one here in the article is a wintry front stoop. So really focusing on the entranceway of your home. Now, if you're in the process of the listing your house for sale, this is kind of a balancing act. Because you still want the home to look welcoming and inviting to potential buyers. Right. But you can also decorate it. And it it really depends on what your house is and how much space there is. So use that to your advantage. Um, Also be careful of which way the door swings open. Very true. So you're not trapping somebody in between this holly bush and the screen door. Good point. The holiday fire pit area so let's talk about the backyard a little bit
1: yeah that should be decorated too because you know again we're trying to use the outdoor space year round so having a christmas tree over there and getting that all nicely decorated that wouldn't go too bad
0: maybe someone who's got a pergola Mm you know, that might be an interesting way to go and you can wrap garland around it and you know again the festive holiday twinkle lights right we talked about showing off the height of a ceiling, and that's really illustrated if you've got two-story high ceilings. You know, um, we see a lot of a lot of cabins, mm-hmm. for instance, have this great room, and your loft overlooks it. Well, you've got all that space to use. Yeah, go ahead and put up a, a a big tree. I remember, you know, the grand hotel feel of you know having the big big tree in the atrium. Yeah. Um, and if you're looking for artificial trees, you can get a large, 60 foot tall. <laughs> was it 60? No, I think it was only like 25 or 30 foot. I thought it went up to the third floor. Artificial Christmas trees. So, yeah, you can get very large Christmas trees. They are a little bit more expensive, though.
1: Mm hmm. And they probably come in
0: multiple boxes. No, definitely. Yes. Um, of course, be careful if you are using real trees indoors. The biggest thing is keep them watered.
1: Yep, keep them watered.
0: Um, and it depends how long you want to keep them up as well versus how fresh you get them.
1: Well, and another thing that we've done in the past, um, because we have a cat mm-hmm. and our cat likes to climb a Christmas tree. And she doesn't really remember that she's not supposed to. But we've in the past have had to screw the christmas tree stand to the flooring and this was like years years ago when we didn't have we just had the osb flooring and so we could actually take the screw and just screw it right to the flooring because
0: there was no flooring Well, i I can just i can just envision the people listening to this going oh my gosh you did what right yes at at one point in time in a previous house long house. long ago you lived in a construction zone
1: right and so that's what we had to do but then, once we did get the the flooring put in, and the cat still didn't know better to not climb the tree, uh, we had to build a base so that way we could actually then screw the Christmas tree stand to the base.
0: Right. It was a, essentially a small pallet.
1: Right. And so that's you know could be something that even with younger kids, so that way the tree doesn't fall on the younger kids, mm-hmm. is you know to build a base so that way it can be screwed. I even think the artificial trees can be screwed down.
0: It it depends. It all how depends on their foot. Yeah,
1: right? you know. So take a look at that. So again, you know, we, safety week. Um, you know, check out the trees. You know, make sure that they're you have that potential. If your cat does not know the difference that it's not supposed to climb a tree, and it starts to fall over you know make sure it's not going to hit anything or favorite ornaments are put on a different or in a different location mm-hmm. but definitely take a look at how to anchor a tree to something that's going to be a little bit more safer so that way the cats can enjoy climbing the tree
0: you know they're part of the family too mm-hmm. and they should have their holiday fun yeah um i i'm thinking now just kind of spitballing you, you wouldn't even have to put a terrible amount of effort into creating something. Um, even just getting a, a full sheet of plywood and cutting it in half, stacking it together. So now instead of a three quarter inch thick, you've got a far thicker yep. chunk. Screwing the stand onto that and putting sandbags on top of, you know, this platform. Yeah. It could be that easy.
1: It could be very simple. You know, definitely try some some things out, but you know, having that nice big base so that way the tree doesn't fall over very easy. Cause again, we cannot teach the fox to stay out of that tree. <laughs>
0: um years later when when i came into your holidays um and I, i'm a halloween fan and we had the halloween cat that's all like got the fangs and stuff and it's a black cat hand puppet mm-hmm. and we decided that to help me integrate into the family we would use that as our christmas tree topper so well we,
1: we discovered that the fox was afraid of it
0: and to help keep her out it was kind of Kind of one of those things. It was multi-purpose.
1: Right. So instead of a Christmas angel on top of our tree, we had a Christmas cat mm-hmm. just to keep the real cat out of the tree.
0: It's hilarious. But then we could put all of our fancy ornaments on it too. Right.
1: Yep. But yeah, it was kind of fun though. You'd come home and you'd wonder where the fox is and there's two like beady little eyes out of the trees staring at you. <laughs> we um, did lose our nativity set due to the tree falling over
0: several times. Right. So now you, you know, from a recent trip to Alaska, you've got a new nativity.
1: We have a new nativity set.
0: It's a Black Bears nativity Mm -hmm. set. So that's really, really adorable.
1: Right. And we still haven't put away the nativity set from last year. Of course not. So it'll be fun. We've got two nativity sets out.
0: It helps with the decorating if you don't put the decor away.
1: Right. And we didn't know what to do with it. We didn't find a box that we could put it in. So we just kind of left it out and. We just kept our nativity scene up year round.
0: So, okay. Christmas trees, Mm -hmm. your personal opinion, um, real tree or plastic tree? I really have
1: been enjoying the uh, baked trees just so that way in between baking, I can go and I can put up a tree Mm -hmm. and I can get it all decorated and I can move it around a little bit easier and I'm not home. As often, and so I always forgot to water the tree, so the tree usually ended up dead. So this one I don't have to remember to water.
0: So you have had real trees, though. Yes. Right. Um, I remember as a a tactic is planning for how to remove the tree from the house after the holiday season. Ooh, my favorite. So we had uh, tree bags, a, a garbage bag that's big enough to encase the entire tree. Okay the tactic is you put the bag underneath the tree stand mhm and that way you know it the tree will lose its needles the closer you get to you know january it just no matter how much you water it's going to do it right so that saves you from having to lift the entire tree to put the bag underneath just to get it on there okay and then, you know, once you're done with the tree, you take off your ornaments and then shloop, the bag goes up, tie at the top and shout out the door stem first. Now, when we got the artificial tree.
1: I was going to say, can we go back to the real tree for another idea?
0: No, no. Just okay. hold on. I'm, I'm holding. So we kept using the bag for the artificial tree, except we did that so we didn't have to disassemble the tree. We would just swoop up in the bag and shove it down the basement stairs and there it stood in the corner all year until we wanted for Christmas. And then we just poof back up the stairs, kind of like the Grinch up the chimney. Right. Drop the bag and the tree was ready. Okay. Uh-huh. So pro tip, can keep your tree up all year. Just put a bag on it and stick it in the basement. Very true. So, okay. Back to the real trees.
1: Okay. So back to the real trees. Another fun little tip we started to do with our real trees is as they, they dry out from the bottom all the way up to the top, right? Okay. So we just always kept in the kitchen our loppers for trimming the tree branches. So we'd, you know, bring those out and we cut off the bottom row that was dead and then walked it out and put it in the fire pit okay and then you know each week you have to take off a row and you just keep moving all the decorations up just a little bit and so you just kind of keep cutting it apart a little by little and you just keep putting it into the fire pit and then when it's really time to take it out you can just take the clippers and just clip the rest of the branches out and you can just walk them out throw them in the fire pit and then the last little bit is just the trunk and so it's just a log and you just pick up the log and into the fire pit it goes.
0: That's interesting. It worked. Wow. Yeah. And now that you think about it, that, that would certainly work.
1: Right. You know, you just need to keep adjusting your your ornaments. Because, I mean, even as you're cutting off the the lower branches, you can even unplug, you know, you're going to unplug the tree as you're cutting them. But then, you know, just take the lights and just either put the lights further up. Or just put the lights in the corner and replug it back in so that way you can still have the lights. But then you have a pile of lights in the corner or underneath the tree someplace. But you can get out. I mean, there's creative ways of getting a tree out. I mean, I do like the bag idea. But after I discovered the whole entire, let's just cut the branches off and walk the branches out. It worked out a whole lot better because then you can involve the kids. And then you're just slowly each week cleaning up all the pine needles. And you can still enjoy the tree until there's like nothing left of the tree.
0: So many pine needles. Mm-hmm. So many pine needles. Right. Cool.
1: So it's an option.
0: So a little bit more of the Christmas time safety since, yeah, we're kind of in, in safety week here. Uh, be careful with the pets. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the poinsettias. Yeah, the poinsettias. Yeah. They're pretty, but they're also kind of toxic. Mm-hmm. And there's a number of things that are as well, and it, uh, you know, too detailed to go into now. So um do a little bit on the Google and figure out, you know, what's toxic for your particular pets. Um and also make sure to keep your fish inside of the fish tank during Christmas time. You don't want to kill your pet fish.
1: Well, why would the fish be on the outside of the fish tank?
0: I don't know, but we're talking about pets. Oh, that's true. You know, we always talk about dogs and cats, but what about all the other very Varying animals that you could be getting. That's
1: true. We could have some birds. mm
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hamsters, gerbils, lizards, mm-hmm. snakes. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there's a story about a snake in a tree. Uh, Python got out, you know, climbed up somewhere. The
1: tree. I'm sure. <laughs> um, just not with me. Right? We've always oh. had cats. We've had a couple dogs, but uh, mostly cats.
0: And also pets as presents. You know, our, our humane society is doing all that they can with the staff and the pets that they currently house. Mm-hmm. So this is a great time if if you are going to be a good pet owner and, you know, you're dedicated to that for the next, whatever, number of years, decade or so. Um, if you're willing to take that commitment, yeah, head over to the, to the shelter, to the humane society. You know, and if you're just not sure if you're ready to be a pet owner... Do, you know, like some, some volunteer work there, spend time with the animals, but it's just so tragic to hear about getting a a puppy for a present.
1: Yeah. We thought the kids would really like to have a dog and six months later or six weeks later and you realize how much more work it really is.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's one thing if your life completely changes and you have to move somewhere that you can't have the pet. But if it's just an inconvenience type of thing, you know, knowing the receiver of that gift, it you know kind of avoid that tragedy.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: we've been very happy with the uh, the animals that we've had in our lives.
1: So yes, we have.
0: Are you thinking about getting another cat, perhaps?
1: Um. No, we're gonna have a little bit of a break once the uh, fox makes her way. Okay. But uh, there's going to be a break before we get another, another animal.
0: Well, there's always the other option of heading over to Central Home Improvements and looking at chai decor. I, I hear they've got the, uh, well, I don't want to call them artificial pets, but those fluffy helpers. Yes, I think so, too. I've got to get one of those.
1: And speaking of chai decor, so they had their Christmas open house. So we're going to do a little bit of Christmas open house.
0: Mm -hmm. And and so so did um, Ashbeck Interiors.
1: We're going to get to Justin. Okay. All right. So chai open house. That was really fun to go to, to check out their new new Christmas um, atmosphere. Managed to come home with two new bears and a new bear lamp. So we added to the bear collection as always going over there is such a hard time for me because at least one bear has to come home. This time it was two bears and a lamp.
0: And then they also have the Christmas village stuff,
1: Mm -hmm, which is really pretty. They've got a lot of Christmas village. Um, I'm just not a Christmas village person. So I don't really have, it's cute to watch in the stores and that's where my mind stays is in the store.
0: Well, and, and we have we know people who have um, decorated as far as getting the proper shelvings and, you know, their home is set up to display those types of things. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think with having a cat and shelving, they're going to, she would be up on the shelving and knocking everything over. So mm-hmm. it's just best right now that in this stage of life, we don't have a, a Christmas village.
0: And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they also have gnomes. They do.
1: They have a lot of gnomes this year. And as always, they do have the uh, cardinals. Okay, so lots of
0: cardinal stuff. I know you found a lantern the other year.
1: Yeah, we found a lantern one year, and so went back again. Found some more cardinal stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, there's really a lot of great options to shop local, mm-hmm. especially for Christmas gifts.
1: Which brings us to Ashback Interiors. Mm-hmm. So we went up to see Justin. And the beautiful thing about Ashback Interiors is on their Facebook page, he does pictures of everything that he has in the store. And you can send him a message with said picture that says, hey, Justin, can I get four of these? And he's very happy to put them off to the side and wait for your arrival to purchase said item. So we picked up some more dragonflies.
0: Right. Right. They're very pretty.
1: They are very pretty very glittery.
0: Some dragonfly ornaments for, mm-hmm. for the tree once we get that set up.
1: Right. So it was kind of really great to go over there and just say hi to Justin and grab some ornaments. So even if you can't get out to Ashback Interiors, definitely check out his Facebook page. And if you do see something that you like, definitely make a comment down there of, I would like this. And Justin would be happy to work with you as far as getting things to you.
0: And in such a foolish way, he also did his wine Wednesday post, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm not quite sure that he understood that wine Wednesday was right before Thanksgiving Thursday when everyone was dealing with family. So you know, no, I
1: think he figured that out. Okay. I think he, I think he staged that one just perfectly.
0: Had to stock up, do the provisions ahead yes. of time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Please, please take it easy with families this holiday season.
1: It's been a rough and difficult year for some families. So yes, you know, be patient, be cautious, you know, just be helpful.
0: And our heart goes out to families who have been broken through, you know, the pandemic and all that, Mm -hmm. all the hardships that, you know, is, is here in the world. Right. So we are here for your real estate needs. Yeah. So if you're curious about real estate, if you're thinking about selling your home because it's just too small. Or no one comes visits and uh, it's just too big. Mm-hmm. You know, either way, we can help you through that.
1: You know, if we've got, you know, aunts and uncles out there or even, you know, we were looking at mom who's or dad. So we've got that parent that's home alone that we're now looking at. What do we do? You know, they need to be in in some sort of different situation, different living situation, whether or not they're coming home with one of the kids or one of the grandkids to be For that next stage of life, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll definitely love to sit down and just chat with you as far as options and how we can help you through those stages yet, too.
0: So that might be, you know, you're needing to purchase something Mm -hmm. and we can help figure out what's right for you.
1: I know the one thing is we've had one family look at duplexes. So way mom and dad can live on one side, they can have their own. Their own living space, their own living quarters.
0: Still be relatively independent.
1: Right. And you know what? We got the other side. That way we can be independent too. And there was even talk about taking down a wall. So that way when it came time to, I need to get over to mom's place right away instead of going outside and walking all the way around. It's just a quick, we can go right through this
0: dedicated doorway. So the listings on the market are always changing. If you're curious, head over to myrapids.com. Okay. Um, I know we continually publish our listings up on our Facebook and other social media. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have a phone number, I believe.
1: Yep. It's very textable at 715-323-2577.
0: Right. And then if you're curious about anything, want to send us a question or you just want to have a conversation about the real estate market, shoot us an email. MyRapidsRadio at gmail.com.
1: All right. And we can help you out with that. Excellent. All right. Well, you guys have a great Central Wisconsin Day. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.